Today, as we, as a church, we celebrate the visitation of Mary to Elizabeth. What is always interesting is the focus becomes just on Mary and what she did with Elizabeth and how she left in haste to visit her. But I want to focus for us today on that joy that Elizabeth received from Mary as she came to visit her. Because that joy just doesn't come out of nowhere. That joy just doesn't exist in everyone's life and everyone walks around this world joyful. Some of us even walk around kind of pouty, unhappy, sometimes even ungrateful throughout the day. And when people look at us, we just look miserable and unjoyful and just someone who we want to just stay far, far away with because they suck the life out of every situation and moment. So then what does Mary have? What did Mary do to allow herself to be as joyful as she is, not just for Elizabeth to recognize that joy, but the child that Elizabeth was carrying in her womb decided to leap for joy because of that excitement. And what makes her different, what makes Mary different, is the presence of Jesus in her life, in her womb, literally. She becomes the bearer of Christ. In the Catechism of the Catholic Church, we say that the Eucharist is the source and summit of our life. And so today, my dear brothers and sisters, for us, we can become the Christ bearers into this world. We too can become joyful as Mary is. We can bring that joy to those around us like Mary did to Elizabeth. We can bring joy to the world by being Christ bearers, by being bearers of Christ. We as, as a faithful will not be physically bearing the Lord made incarnate, the Word made flesh, but we in a very particular and special way, every time we've come to the Eucharistic table, we come to receive our Lord Jesus Christ. He comes to bear and remain with us in our soul and leaves a special grace in our lives to really become joyful. So then what is that joy? What is that Eucharistic celebration that she is carrying within her that makes her joyful? I would like to take some of the words from the words of consecration to help us really understand and break that apart. He took bread. In taking the word that was given to her by the, the angel Gabriel, she took and was taken by those words. She made it a part of herself and took it on and to try to figure out what that meant. Because it wasn't something easy. It wasn't something that I can just say, uh, I, I, it's quick, I can do it. It was a way of life. It's embracing difficulty, challenges, and struggles. She was going to be neglected and seen, shunned away by her family and friends because of what she was about to endure and take on. But she took it. And then she gave thanks. She said, how am I worthy of doing what the Lord has instructed? 
I don't know of a man. But instead, she then responds also with, Do it unto me according to your will. She gave thanks. She was concerned. She was uncomfortable. She was challenged by that mission she was going to receive. But she also then gave thanks in return and said, I will do it according to your will. I'm going to take on this challenge and this mission and I will do it with my whole heart and be the best handmaid of the Lord. Broke. Broke the bread. That mission that she received was not just her own mission, but her mission then required her to go out and to share that good news, share that excitement and joy, and to do it in haste. She didn't say, uh, I'll wait to go visit Elizabeth tomorrow, the next day. You know, I just got this miraculous revelation. I just got this message from the angel. I can wait. But as soon as she received the message, she went in haste to do as was instructed. She was so excited about that message that she had to share it with someone. And gave it. She went in haste, and we hear today in our gospel reading, she didn't just go visit Elizabeth and go home either. She remained and dwelt with her and was with her for three months and then left. So then what does that share and what does that show us today? How are we taking what we're celebrating here at Mass and taking it out into the world and living that Eucharistic day? Making the Eucharist a part of our life and guiding us in everything that we do. We come to partake. We come as a congregation to give thanks to God for everything that we've received. The simple fact that we are here sitting in the pew, we're breathing, we're alive, is something worth giving thanks to God for. But then our mission does not just stop here. Our mission then continues into the world, calling us to bring that good news, to bring the Christ that we have just received in the Eucharist, the Christ that has just transformed our life and made us holy and new again, and to bring that joy into that world. The world who's lacking Christ, the world that is in need of love, the world that is in need of joy because of all the destruction we have. But it's not to just go out into the world, I'm done, it's really quick, I just finished my mission. But we're called to dwell in that world, to be a part of that world, and to begin to change the world every day of our life. To bring Christ, to bear Christ every day in the midst of the trials, tribulations, and difficulties of life. And so that we come back into the world, back into the church, and for that reason, the image of a field hospital is how the church is described. Because we're going out into the world to battle, to fight, to bring that joy, to bring that love of Christ. Where no one wants to hear, admit, and recognize it. So that when we come back again as a community to celebrate the Eucharistic feast, we're then nourished again. We're then cared for again so that we can continue on that mission tomorrow. So my dear brothers and sisters, we're about to take 
partake in the Eucharistic feast. So then let us give thanks and prepare ourselves at this moment to break bread and to go out into the world to share the joy, the love, the good news of the gospel. Amen.